0: Hi, my name is Hans Peter Meyer, and I'm the host of the Men's Work Podcast, where you'll find interviews with men and with women. You'll find yoga classes, you'll find reflections, you'll find a lot of material to hopefully help you move through the tests that life has handed you end of marriage, loss of job, marital, relationship stress, fatherhood, just being overwhelmed. It's a lot. So listen, if you need to talk, I've got no charge mini coaching sessions at menswork.ca. Enjoy the show. Welcome. My name is Hans-Peter Meyer, and I'm here with Amsong Trouten. Uh, This is our fifth in the series, I Don't Want to Fuck If I Can't Feel Your Love. So what I'd like you, everybody who's listening or who's watching right now, Just take a moment and uh, let's connect those, those parts of ourselves. So if you're a man or masculine identified, I'd like you to take your right hand and put it on your heart. And if you're feminine identified, I want you to put your left hand on your heart. And then put the other hand on your groin, on your sexual parts. Close your eyes, breathing into your belly, straightening out your neck a little bit, tucking your chin, and as you breathe, just be really aware of the energy in your groin, your sexual organs, your energy in your heart. And then even by doing this for a few minutes, you're consciously connecting two very powerful parts of your body. In the Taoist tradition, they talk about those parts of our bodies that project as, as giving us a sign of, an indication of where our where we're comfortable and where we're more hidden. So if you've got a penis, you're projecting, your sexual energy projects out. If you have a vulva, vagina, your sexual energy is more internal. If you've got breasts, your heart energy is more projective. If you don't have womanly breasts, your heart energy is more internal. And things that may seem natural for you as someone with a penis and who feels a lot of sexual energy projected outward that experience might be totally foreign to somebody whose sexual energy is much more internal. Likewise, if you're someone who whose heart projects out, and who's quick to, to fall in love or trust, you might find it hard to understand those of us whose hearts are much more protected and harder to feel in fact. So just right now, just take three to five long deep breaths, feeling into your genitals, feeling into your heart. And as you exhale, just soften that front of your body and allowing the energy to move between these two. And as we move into this conversation, which is the fifth in this series, try to remember any kind of physical experience you've just had or any any experience that you had where you you feel like your heart and your genitals have been connected in some way. We're probably gonna laugh a lot. We're probably going to talk about things that are vulnerable, for some of us, very sensitive. And all the time, what I encourage you to do is to keep coming back to this place of your heart, your genitals, your sacral chakra, your heart chakra, two really powerful sources of energy in our lives that when they're working together, we can do amazing things and be quite amazing with each other. So my name is Hans Peter Meyer and I'm the host of this men's work podcast. And I'm often joined by all kinds of interesting people. Um, tonight it's Amsong Trouten, AumSong is a men's sex coach Song and I have been having these conversations online and in person for, I don't know, since we first met. Um, I don't know how long it's been, a couple of years maybe. And uh, at some point when Melissa, Melissa's internet connection connects her, then she's also a a men's sex coach. if you want to be in touch with Omsong or Melissa after the show, uh, I'll, I'll be including their contact information when I post this to the, the podcast, or you can reach out directly to me. Now, <clears throat> the topic, and this is the fifth show in the series called If I Don't Want to Fuck, I Don't Want to Fuck If I Can't Feel Your Love. But today I wanted to actually start with, with a question and and I'm gonna be the first to answer this. Um, Basically, what are the the times when you've had sex, either initiated sex or had a sex initiated with you where it wasn't about love or where it felt like there was something else in the way or in, in front of your experience of love? And I I can say for me, lots of times my wanting to have sex or my initiation of sex had more to do with things like just being really horny, you know, like I've got an erection and I want to use it. Um, Being really tired, but not able to sleep and knowing that Sex is a beautiful way of putting myself to sleep. Uh, Feeling really stressed and knowing that having sex will be a way for me to let go of stress and be in a much more peaceful and joyful place. Um, Being afraid, being afraid and feeling lonely. And especially in a relationship where things are not going well and just, and wanting to have sex Not from a place of expansive heart energy, but from a place of just being afraid and and needing reassurance. Um, I've also experienced, and and I've experienced it less so, that some kind of energy coming from the other side where a woman has wanted to have sex with me and I felt her disconnect from a love place or something else is motivating her besides the love connection that I wanted. Um, And that's been really strange and awkward. and, And it's given me maybe a little bit of insight into what this woman or other women have felt when I've come to them with my sexual desire and my sexual readiness and it not be connected to my heart. So that's where I want to start. Um, and Aum I'm really interested in your comments on what I've said, but I'm also interested in, in your experience of that. Um, before I ask you to speak though, I want to say that a lot of times when we're talking about this stuff in this series of conversations, certainly I felt like we've been talking about the difficulty that we as men have in terms of being in our heart space when we connect sexually and then having men ask well how do i do that like what's where's the how to manual for that because a lot of what you're talking about energy stuff the the poetry of it the you know discovering the new land or the new island or whatever it just over my head so i thought it'd be useful to actually like start to talk about my my self-awareness of where i've been sexual not in a nasty way but it's definitely not connected to my heart so your comments your thoughts
1: i hear you um i appreciate your sharing and and i and i really i get it i mean this is tapping into the deep nuances of it all which is um all the check out this big dog that we have on here um, is it's so multifaceted and it's so great to really get into it um, because as you're talking and sharing, I'm even reflecting on the the simple aspect for myself of of desiring sex but not really being ready, but pretending I'm ready and doing it anyways.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that then it's, it's uh, doing it, <laughs> opening to being entered before I'm actually ready. And, um, and the impact of that on my own, of myself. And, And I know for myself, any time that I don't feel that heart connection, it feels empty. Um, And and there can be an enjoyable aspect to it, but then in the end there's emptiness. Um, And I all get grumpy and crabby and irritable. And, and so it, it would it's it. And, you know, I think of, of talking to partners and, and that, that desire to please or thinking that, that I want her that she wants um, something a certain way, when that often isn't the case. Um, and so I kind of felt that in, in all of what you were sharing in these moments of, of having sex when we're actually not really engaged. And that it does tend to leave a hole in the end.
0: Now, how soon do you feel that? Like, like, does it feel, do you feel it right away? Um, is it something that, that you kind of feel afterwards? Or like, where does that show up for you? Where do you feel that disconnect?
1: Afterwards if, if I'm not fully in it, I, I generally feel it more afterwards and be like, I think I'm into this. I I can go with this. And then it's like, oh, actually I wasn't quite ready. Why did I, why was I, why was I rushing something when I, when I didn't even need to? Um, but the because for me, I still, I still fall into moments of not fully honoring how much time as a woman I actually really need to be be fully aroused and to be fully, I feel like I'm fully present and I am fully present in many ways but yet I'm not actually acknowledging how much time I really need. Mm
0: So let's be specific, I mean, is it is, is the time consistent or is it does it change all the time. Um, and if it is consistent like how. How long, because we're always looking for that, yeah. that roadmap right we're always looking for. So I'm just going to complicate this because I remember having a conversation with um, with one of my other co hosts once a similar topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said. She, she a woman can be wet which is to me has always been like oh she's ready okay she said a woman can be wet and still not ready for penetration mm-hmm. so as a guy i mean you know my understanding of your physiology and and your energy and stuff is very limited i need all uh, the help i can get so help me out here uh, you're wet but you're not ready
1: well the, the difference is, is is remembering that women also have as much erectile tissue as a man mm-hmm. um and and so that's really getting you know getting getting to to feel a woman's vulva and a woman's vagina and to feel for that swelling mm-hmm. because it's that full swelling that's like okay she's ready you know the whole the whole vulva changes when a woman is fully aroused, and that makes a difference.
0: But is arousal so again like the, so? There's there's physiological arousal, but there's also really being ready. Now, are they the same thing or are they different?
1: Yeah, they're different. But I mean, that's the so that's that's the that the. the the vagina and the vulva will now happily accept a penis or to be entered, right. um, without pain. Cause I mean, so many women experience pain so many and so often it's because they're being entered too soon. Um, and then, and then being ready psychologically, I mean, that's, that's a whole unique experience in itself. I mean, that, that's the difference of actually really feeling welcomed in. And that's the nuance of, of learning to listen and to go slow and to go slower, um, to learn your partner. Um, which is why I'm a big fan of... of um, being in a relationship where you're really getting to know each other mm-hmm. because then you really get to pick up on these nuances. You feel like having sex as a one-off from, in my opinion, um, everyone's unique, of course, but that it doesn't really allow for that full experience of really getting to know each other to really be able to get to learn each other's nuances and um, really create that deep. Um, container of safety mm. the, uh, i think i really feel especially for a woman's a woman to really feel safe it takes time
0: and yeah in my experience is it's always longer than i think yeah and um i was, I was going to
1: and I would say that's my that's my experience <laughs> as well. <laughs> All right. You know, it's the same for me. It's just also being able to apply that. You know, it's like for me, it's also go slow and go slower, and remembering that yeah. I take time and and um, and not rushing my own self.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm. Thank you. I. I uh... I'm thinking a lot about that what we talk about here, but also that I kind of find myself being really interested in is, it's a really different way of being sexual than I was for most of my life. And um, and nobody, nobody showed me. Uh, I mean, like a lot of us, a lot of us men in particular, I think it was just, Stumbling, stumbling along in the dark and occasionally being with a woman who had some self-awareness and that helped me to know her if i was paying attention to her but then there's also the problem that i keep coming up with which is that language language is only it's 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 not always it's a great place way for me to stay in my head but it's not a great place for me to be in my heart. So, I mean, I have a lot of regret about the way, not regret like I'm, you know, I don't feel bad about, well, you know, I, I feel I would do things differently now, and I do things differently now. There's one relationship that I felt particularly good about, but But it was an interesting time in my life where I knew that I wanted a long-term relationship uh, for lots of reasons. I I knew that I wanted a long-term relationship. I knew that I wanted somebody to be more than just somebody to have sex with, but I really wanted to have a deep and interesting sexual relationship. And we actually decided that we wouldn't have sex for three months, which at the time felt like forever because both of us were really wanting to have sex. Mm -hmm. And both of us felt ready in lots of ways. And what helped me put the brakes on and helped me slow down was was having children Mm -hmm. and having seen, Anyway, I don't wanna get into that because I'm talking about somebody else's story, Mm -hmm. but it was really important for me with my children, my two daughters, and they were a certain age, and, and the woman who I was involved with also had two children. And uh, it was just really important for me to, to know that I had this very powerful sexual desire for her, but I needed to create, I didn't think of it in these terms at the time, I needed to create a container, not just for her and I, because I was also thinking about like, I wanted to be careful with myself and her, but I really wanted to be careful with these children Mm. because as soon as we became sexual, everything would change and they would, you know, the energy between us would change and the energy for the kids, everything would change. So it was one of the things that I'm most proud of um, is the time I took there. I mean, we, there was a lot of play and there was a lot of getting really close to being sexual, but there was a lot of being together and really, without without really thinking about it, uh, starting to, to, to feel my heart and to feel her heart. And within that, you know, the hearts of our children. Um, and most people and certainly, I, you know, <laughs> after that, I didn't do those kind of things, um, and that's a regret that I have. Um, that I move faster than, than I think was he- that I know was healthy for me and, and for the other for her, for the women who I've been involved with. Um, Actually, it was, it was something that, that you showed me. I want to bring this up. Mm, yeah. So, uh, I don't know if you can see that. That's a, it's a rose quartz egg. So it's a rose quartz version of a jade egg, which is a traditional Chinese healing object. And Am and Song, I, I, I learned about it through, because Amsong Song taught a, and teaches a, jade egg for men for women workshop which is about how typically this this is something that women will use in their own healing process and an song was showing how we could be part of that and you can talk some more about that because i think it really is great in terms of like the time thing for me it i i I carry this around. It's my—I call it my my patience talisman. However long, so so right now I'm in this process of building trust in a relationship, and this helps to remind me that no matter how long it takes, how long she needs, that I have that much time and that much. That much patience and that much heart. Um, and I don't think about it a lot these days, but I, but I carry it in my pocket and every once in a while I feel it and I go, yeah, sometimes I can feel my impatience. The last couple of days, fuck, you know, just a lot of impatience. And then I'm reminded like this, this the things that are worth something in my life have always taken time and I've always been better when I've given them that time. But uh, would you talk a little bit about um, uh, the workshop and and, and why you do that?
1: Mm -hmm. May I? Yeah. These these eggs are incredibly um, useful in learning how to slow down. most women carry their tension and their trauma in their vagina um, and in their vulva. And I say vagina and vulva because vulva is the the entrance to the vagina and the vagina is, and you know, so everything externally is called the vulva. And then our internal world is the vagina. And so many women are, are in pain and they're atrophied inside. Not because they're not strong or have strength, it's because they're 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 atrophied because of all the trauma and the stress that they carry. Um, and and so in in learning how to use one of these, um, jade eggs or other um, stones, crystals, is it uh, gives the opportunity to to um, melt that trauma and, and, and the, the tension away. So it's learning how to, to put these inside and to do different exercises and sounds. And the reason I was teaching it to men was to, to help men understand for one, the amount of trauma that women carry inside and the incredible beauty of slowing down and learning to actually really listen to a woman's body and to listen to her vulva and her vagina. And and as a way to also um, assist a man to empower women, to empower his partner, and to help to be able to teach her about her body and to show up with love and curiosity, which is an incredible experience for a woman to have her partner show up and actually really want to spend time healing and nurturing her her vagina, her volvo without just wanting to enter it. Um, you know that's we we you know which is which is lovely. You know we we want to be entered and. There's also an incredible beauty to be able to be part of that healing, and to be present with, with all of our body and our vagina in a place of real deep healing, um, and without an intention of being penetrated in a sexual way, but to actually be penetrated to for healing. I uh, know it's that that in itself is so profound. So, so profound, you know? And I think even when we have these moments of, I think it's, it, it's so, we do, we, for the most part, we all, we're always going too fast. And it, it takes a lot to really slow down and to create the space in our lives to prioritize, um making love with each other to prioritize not to to not just putting let's make out and have sex on the end of the list but being like hey we've got this morning let's devote devote three hours right now and and have this incredible time together so there there is no sense of rush like, whoa, whoa, no, no, you're going way too fast. We still have two hours. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, that, that is, is profound in itself. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think this is so, such an incredible gift because as a man to take that time and do healing work with your woman, that's extraordinary. Yeah, and women really need that because all of us have been entered too early. All of us, you know, it, there's, there's so much rushing. And especially now we're in the society that where everything is so fast. And we always have these lists of to do that when we can stop and pause and slow down, that's what really creates space for the juice. Like that deep, deep internal juice to flow.
0: Thanks. Mm. Well, thank you. I um, I know just in, in everything that I do that if I slow down, then I can actually start to feel where my heart is in relationship to whatever I'm doing. Um, with my sexuality, it's often, it's, it, you know, there's an urgency to it. And um, and certainly, you know, when <laughs> when I've thought about or talked about you know, s- scheduling sex dates, it's felt really wrong because I want it to be spontaneous and I want it to be in the moment. And and what I've learned in these last three years, particularly in, in doing this the training I've done. And the yoga is um, that my job, you know, what I call my my sacred masculine job is to is to create these, to create and hold these safe spaces for the feminine to unfold. And and within myself, that feminine is this heart feeling, this flow of love that's in me. And if I don't create a safe space for that for myself. I'm doing a shitty job for for anybody else. So again, this, this rose quartz egg that has come to me partly through this training with the workshop with the is it's just a constant reminder to me to slow down in, in everything. And pretty much everything I do now, at some point, I have to remember where my heart is, or else it's, it's, there's really no point in me doing it. So if I go back to my, you know, the, the list of reasons why I will have had sex, it wasn't that I was choosing to be callous in any of those places, but not being connected to my heart but certainly. Created pain for for the woman that I was with, I mean, and then she didn't even express it that way. But she would express it in terms of closing, or that's how I would express it. and I, you know when we started talking about this this series, when we mm-hmm. first really brought it up for me was how many men I know and and my own experience of being in a relationship after several after the honeymoon phase, and all of a sudden geez, there's just not as much sex as there used to be. What's changed? And, mm-hmm. and nobody really knows what's changed and, you know, the books written about this and stuff. And, and more and more I come down to, well, what's changed is that she needs she needs more time. She's not in this first flush of, first flush of, of, Of moisture and receptivity, and and my lack of attention has just made her drier and more uninterested, physically uninterested in having me inside her. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And and no one's like that. No, I've never heard anybody articulate it like that. But slowing down and paying attention for me has. Just changed things dramatically, in terms of the receptivity that I feel, mm-hmm. the opening that
1: I feel. This is huge. Because I really feel that this is where so many relationships end up falling apart. Yeah. And yeah. she often doesn't know that she needs more time. She, she knows that she doesn't feel happy or satisfied.
2: Yeah.
1: And so, and doesn't and because we don't have this communication with each other around sex and asking for our needs like you know not many people do um some people do but I'd say most don't then she she shuts down and then he shuts down and that's the doors end up getting closed and there's years of sexless marriages that happen because of that
0: yeah. And, and people often still love each other. They just don't know how to love each other in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the other things that keeps coming up for me around this is the idea of communications having to be in a certain way. Uh, I guess what's really come up for me in the last few years is just, it, it's important for me not to depend on words. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what you say about, it doesn't, that doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It's, i have to listen past your words i have to actually open myself up enough so that i can feel Mm -hmm. what's happening in your heart and your belly and deep inside you and that's like that's training guys
1: (laughs) And, and, and especially because so many women and people don't have the words anyways right so i might be saying one thing but it's not actually what i'm feeling so again, not to put you know any onus on anybody or take away anyone's responsibility, but the more that we can develop that sense of actually listening, men and women to each other, that's that's where the real magic can happen.
0: And that listening isn't again like it's not just with our ears; it's with our, our hearts, it's with our bellies, it's with our groins, it's with all parts of ourselves. You know, I mean, the way Amsong touches me. She's my friend, she sits next to me, and she touches me, and I feel something. And, and that's the kind of thing that I, I think it's really important for me, and particularly as me as a man, to build that, you know, develop that side of myself. Tomorrow, I'm going to be talking about dance, dancing with intuition. So basically, we're talking about developing our intuitive body. So. Mm -hmm. You know, I can see things, and I can hear things, and I can say things, and I can taste them, and I can feel them, but there's deeper levels of my body experiencing the world, and because physiologically I'm a man, I've got a denser body, and I've got a thicker skin, so I experience things differently than Amson experiences, them, just on a physiological basis, and then there's a the whole cultural and just how we're raised you know like that i'm actually trained to dumb down a lot of that to simplify my world so that i can deal with threats and survival like that's this is really basic kind of training stuff that we that we go through and we all we grow past a lot of that stuff but but in so many ways if we're not actually training our bodies if we're not doing some kind of a yogic practice or qigong, or some kind of an energetic practice in our, with our bodies, we're not sensitizing ourselves, And that really helps in terms of what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. It certainly has helped me. Um, we've talked quite a bit here, also and I want to open up to a couple of questions here. But do you have any more you want to add? No,
1: that's good. Cool.
0: OK, so um, we've got a couple of people here, a couple of guys. Um, Either one of you, if you want to put up your hand, you've got a question for Amsong or I or a comment. I, I'm really interested in if you're willing to do that, if you can talk about where you know you've been sexual and you know it hasn't come from your heart. But we're open to any other questions too.
3: I got some questions for you. <laughs>
0: hey Jason.
3: Good evening um well to answer your question to start off with I guess then um yeah when in the younger days going back to I think and then for a lot of young men there's a bunch of factors that happen and a couple of the notes I wrote down were like a battle against time when (laughs) you, you, (laughs) you you have this window of opportunity and you work so hard to try and Just get that opportunity, and then now you're stuck in this moment, and you go through with the act or not, and you're not thinking about love. I know I wasn't many a times in those moments where you just okay, we got this opportunity, we're gonna take it, and it wasn't, I wasn't thinking about her well-being of the moment other than being comfortable and having a good time and that, that this is what we have time to do so let's do it um i also subnoted quickie <laughs> because yeah. there's that too like you know as adults and as i moved on in my life i found with kids and family life that's something that kind of kind of took place later on was the you have this same thing, a window of time and this opportunity, but you've gained knowledge. So, you know, you have more insight into like, this is our, our moment because our lives are so busy and not like when you're younger and you just worked for the, a bit of privacy or space that you are looking for to just even be able to pull it off because I don't know when you're younger, maybe you didn't have as much of that, I know I didn't. <laughs> my own space and privacy. Adulthood was different, of course. Um, one of the other things uh, I got the question I have is actually for on song and we you were talking about even sometimes when she's wet, she's not ready. Um, my question is, is there times when maybe there is no wetness happening? But you're still ready.
1: Mm, that's a super. And can you be ready
3: without being wet?
1: Yeah. Physically. Um I can only answer that question from what I've heard um, other people talk about, as I I don't know that from my own self. Um, but I I have I, you know, because different women have have different um are experiencing lubrication differently and some women just don't get wet Uh, however myself I I would still challenge that and say that that if she isn't wet I would want to do some internal massage and explore if there's ways that um that there's too much tension inside for her to actually really be getting lubricated properly. Um, so I would lean to question if she's actually really ready or if, there, if, if she wouldn't actually benefit from um, a bunch of internal massage before any actual um, penetration. Does that make sense?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, understanding that circumstantial for for different people and and how their physiological selves react and, and what they are capable of and what they're not um, but
1: yeah but yeah. I was I, like
3: I'm just thinking from the perspective like I know better but maybe like some younger men if you're looking for that to be a sign
1: yeah for, I,
3: for her to be ready well if we if we're saying that even if, if she's is, wet she might not be ready but maybe even if she's not wet she might be ready or maybe she's not
1: but if there's no you know? lubrication it's going to be painful that's right and so that's where i i personally really challenge any status quo that says that right. that there's this thing that happens when we age and we get dry i think it's more about internal tension okay and so
3: whose whose responsibility is it if the, for the lubrication each other Mm -hmm.
1: yeah because she may not know that i mean doctors are still in denial that women experience pain during sex there's so many women that ask for help and they're being told that there's nothing that they can there's nothing to help them when that's bullshit so i would open it as a conversation with each other where you can be um You can, uh, come, you can get to share some wisdom with her and help even guide her into her body where she can actually get to um, experience herself in a new way. I mean, it was, it was when I started, it was after I started getting internal massage that I actually started ejaculating where that never happened before. But it was after the tension within me was released, I was just kind of like blown away by what my body could actually do. So it's really, it's, I think we, we underestimate um, what's going on inside of ourselves.
0: Yeah, and I'm just gonna add that even though and I love what you offered earlier, Jason. I think certainly as I've gotten older, I realize that the, the longer things take, the better they are.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, mm-hmm. you know, there isn't that kind of urgency. I mean, I can still feel that. I can still remember what that feels like. I can still put myself in that place, but I'm a little bit wiser now, so I'm willing to take more time. And and again, like the, the this, you know, the Jade Egg Workshop was was really helpful for me Um, but I also had um, I was introduced to yoni massage and um, and as a practice that's not again this is not a sexual practice this is a healing practice and, Mm -hmm. and the yoni massage practice is not a sexual practice but a healing practice so to start to get to know and become intimate with her body in a way that's about knowing her and, and as Amsong says like probably helping her to get to know her body. Um like this is a, a wonderful place for us to be as men I think where where we can step back from our incessant or what seems like our incessant and insatiable demand to penetrate and just just hold her.
3: Absolutely and touch it's, her, um...
0: and her gently <laughs>
3: I um you just made me think of two things one of them is jumping back to like the younger days and not answering your question about having sex when you're you're not thinking about love as a as a young man i just remember p- performance anxiety being a thing of just like i was so worried about trying to do what i thought was right that i wasn't thinking about the, that the tenderness and the juiciness part that we know of now as um, you gotten wiser because the performance anxiety part got in the way and then now slowing down the other thing that came to mind is um, we've been practicing with more energetic exercises and, and play and um, yeah just I didn't even know energetic orgasms existed up until Uh, a while ago maybe a year and that's just making me think about like that slowing down and taking your time and learning the new things about what feels good for each other and taking the time to do that that's I've never experienced an energetic orgasm until I did that slowed down take the time
1: and make the time yeah, take the time and don't make it any of it wrong is what I really got from what you're saying, Jason. Absolutely. That's the yeah. incredible beauty of being in that without doing that with yeah without making wrong.
0: Thanks a lot. Yeah. Jason.
3: Mm-hmm. Sure. Thank you.
0: Does Anybody else have any questions or comments. So the question that I'm asking you guys. No. thanks james is um first if you'll be vulnerable enough, you don't have to just tell us about times when you have had sex when it has not been connected to your heart, and then whatever comments or questions you have so uh James, can you unmute yourself? Can you hear me yeah welcome hello
2: um so a lot of good uh Material here. Good questions asked. Thank you, Jason, for your input and sharing your story. It posed some questions I personally hadn't thought of and provided a different perspective on things. And Hans, to answer your question, uh, there hasn't been, honestly, a hand or too many times I've consciously or unconsciously engaged in sex in the sense of penetration, without my heart being in it. Uh, in my experience, uh, I guess one of my past or life traumas that I'm working with that has to do with my expression and language of love is my relationship with my mother, who moved here from China in 1974 and came from a very uh, physically disaffectioned family. Uh, physical displays of affection were frowned upon. So as a child, I didn't really get hugged. I didn't, um, you know, feel the my mother's embrace. And so as I developed into a young adolescent and a male in the pursuit of sexual, you know, or spiritual, probably more physical and um, visual stimulated activities at a younger age, I would present myself um, in the same capacity that I do with a lot of my work and life challenges. I viewed my interactions with women as sort of a sport, you know, the sport of the hunt and the, and the idea of establishing a connection. And, you know, though, when I did lose my virginity, it was, it was, it felt shadowed, it felt dirty. It it was, it wasn't from a place of the heart, like you're talking about. And afterwards, you know, I, I felt that shame, you know, I didn't feel a connection. I didn't feel the need to, you know, I ran away from that person. And as I move forward in my life with my experiences with women, it became this egotistical kind of um, exacerbated version of my younger self, where, you know, I would try and exude this charisma to make myself something that was desirable in the sense of I wanted to be a trophy, almost as, you know, as if I finally got the chance to even if she's not wet is she ready and do you take that chance and a lot of it in truth was a false bravado and in several instances where I found myself with that opportunity I got stage fright and whether and whether that was self-doubt or feeling vulnerable or um as Jason mentioned you know like uh if she's not wet, what what do I do to get her wet, or am I doing this the right way, or can I do this the right way, and not having that connection with myself, or really with the person who I was engaging in that interaction with, ended up in me receding or finding some way to avoid avoid the conversation, and then, you know, living this imaginary tale where everyone imagined that I was this, this womanizer who was Always engaged with all these different people in some way, and in truth, I was actually very lonely, and uh, looking for a real connection, and I didn't really find one. My um, I'm I'm generally, in my experience, a serial monogamist. In my past two relationships, one of them was ten years with a six-month break. The one after that was seven, nope, nine years, nine years long, and. In the instances where I did have the freedom to explore and express myself, uh, I had to, in order to emotionally sustain myself through the traumas of my past relationships, I had to learn to consciously let go of my partner and allow her to have meaningful, energetic, and conscious connections with people while trying to maintain the sanctity of our physical relationship. And there is a big gap in that because where she was at in her school and the environment of people that she was with, there was a different level of integration for their daily activities and their conscious-based work and lifestyle. And when that relationship started falling apart and I didn't feel like my needs were being met consciously, outside of the sexual and physical aspect, I I guess I buried my, my energy into trying to make that connection, and it would manifest itself as that same thing as a youth where I had this, you know, eye for beauty, but really what I was looking for was to be seen, and so in some of these instances, I would find myself in, I mean, not to be that know that guy that's a one-night stand or something but i'd find myself going through these engagements with individuals or women and knocking on that door and feeling like hey like i'd like to sleep with you and a lot of it is the initial you know spur of the moment whether that's physiology biology or personal preference but you know the longer that we would spend together or even in instances where we didn't have that much time and the opportunity to engage in intercourse presented itself, it felt empty and I, res- and I would rescind. So I haven't per se had a lot of experiences where I've had sex without making that connection. However, while it's something that I'm learning to deal with the idea of slowing down, um, I'm finding different ways to redirect that energy into creative pursuits and to not take advantage of um, you know, what may not be a genuine situation. And with you guys mentioning the idea of there being no timetable, um, that was one thing I did today. I've been trying to um, solidify my practices and have them be something that's consistent to build my foundation um, spiritually because I've realized in a lot of ways I've been outward in search for the love that I first need to have for myself. And in looking out into other people, trying to find ways to connect with that without losing sight of myself and still creating space first for myself and then for the love that should be or is, however it is, however it is.
0: Yeah. I um I think it's really for me it's really important to have to start with my own practice to to slow myself down enough to to look after myself and then I start to actually feel who I am and then I'm more able to be authentic with the people around me and certainly, you know, to be involved with somebody sexually now is very different than it would have been even five years ago. And uh, I just applaud you and, and your, your self-awareness and I encourage you to keep building that practice. Amson, do you have any comments?
1: Mm, I, I really appreciate your sharing, James. and you're you're reflecting on 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 your on your past and and how it's affected you and um, yeah i'm curious how you're how you're doing now
2: um better i've uh in in fleeting moments of passion i uh, find myself spirited away but as of late uh, i've been trying to take the time to slow down and you know, see the things that are being put in front of me, you know, there's a quote that said the mat there's magic all around us just waiting for our senses to grow sharper. And, uh, you know, I feel, I feel, I feel good. I'm still, I'm learning to in, in the words of the daily meditation, I'm learning to yearn instead of being so impatient (laughs) and, uh, I'm, uh, I'm taking a good stock in inventory because, uh a video i was shifting through files and my uh, sister shared with me some videos from a speaker named bob monroe and one of the quotes that stuck out in there was you won't know until you do and as much as i you know overthink and try and come up with plans or a how to do list or manual it's just like you just get off your ass and just pick a yoga video do a yoga video instead of thinking about it all week sit down and do the three-minute meditation and just do it. And I'm proud to say that, hey, I've meditated twice a day for the past three days for at least 30 minutes. I got up at 5 a.m. today and meditated in the morning. I am still working on uh, increasing my, my range of flexibility and integrating my breath into parts of my body so I can be more in tune with that. Um, and I'm trying to be positive because, you know, I guess there's there's no right way to do these things. You know, there was someone who uh shed some light into my life once who I looked to for, you know, a model. You know, I'm I'm a how like I'm a how-to manual guy. If you show me, you know, A, B, and C, I can figure it out or get it done. But uh I I was trying to integrate their practice into my practice. And it wasn't something that, you know, truly really resonated with me, but it was something to hang on to that inspired me to explore. And so um, You know, in my own experience of being closed off to myself, and in turn, closing myself off to my connections, uh, I lost sight of that. And over, you know, the course of time, and ironically enough, uh, these surges of energies, because I don't follow the cosmos, but they generally have come when I'm isolated and I have time to think to myself. you know, my practice, though it's not a traditional yoga practice, is is music and writing. And there was a time in my life where the equivalent of sitting down and having, you know, what is now my morning my mantras that I do in the morning that I got through um, my daily meditation emails. Uh, it used to be music, and so there would be a practice where I would play for hours, or an hour, or hours at a time, and that feeling of having my voice. You know, the, the things that were lost in translation, I was able to put into a space that resonated and made me feel connected to my breath and feel lighter. And now I'm trying to find a healthy integration into exploring new practices, because one thing I have to realize is that their practice will not be my practice. I have to develop my own. And even though someone can show me the way to do it, I have to put in the work to make it something that is of myself. So that way I know it's coming from within and that desire needs to come from within without an external stimulus. So I'm feeling much greater and much lighter in my ability to receive and my ability to slow down. I'm still working on it and it will continue, but ideally it'll continue. And I'll be able to slow down enough to the point to where I no longer feel the need to rush anywhere, because everything that is meant for me mm-hmm. will come to me if I make it so and make myself ready to receive.
1: Beautiful. Thank you, James.
0: Thanks, James. And mm-hmm. we are um, mm-hmm. after the hour now. So I'm sorry, to give any closing words? It's
1: a pleasure to be here. And I honor being human really acknowledge it's a journey and it is such a gift when we can pause and acknowledge that it's a journey and be gentle with ourselves and all of it thank so, you thank you thank,
0: thank you everybody uh, if you're on the show and you didn't get a chance to ask a question uh, we'll be doing this kind of conversation again uh, thanks Amsong, for being here always uh thank you guys for being part of this there will be an upcoming conversation soon called men creating conscious men consciously creating relationships so it's all the same stuff right men women sex love how the fuck do we do this thing um and i like what you said james about there's magic everywhere we just need to become more sensitive which is or that's my paraphrasing of it Um, thanks for that thanks everybody for being here have a great
1: night
0: good night have a good night Thank thank you